It's my favorite day of the week. And that's podcast night. So I don't know about you guys, but it is the Beehive Sports Podcast. You know, you guys don't know. We have changed it up a little bit. Hunter, you want to kind of give them a little spit about it? No longer the Sports Take Podcast. We are now solely the Beehive Sports Podcast. We've made these changes for a couple of reasons. First of all, heck of a name. Oh, for sure. Heck of a color scheme. Heck of a logo. Honestly, the website's looking sleeker. The logo's looking sleeker. You know, just it was time for some sort of change a little bit. I was I was digging the Bitmoji guys, but it was time to switch it up a little bit. I didn't intend on the switch being this big. Then I got to talking, got to thinking with Devin here, got to thinking with Alex. We thought, why don't we, instead of focusing on everything, like we're literally doing everything. Yeah. Baseball, football, basketball, every single level of those sports, college football, local teams, the non-local teams. You know, we were covering everything from the Red Sox to the Utes to the Seahawks all at one time. So we thought, why don't we narrow down our focus? Why don't we, you know, get real, get together and go out and cover these local teams? Because we got a lot of good local teams around Salt Lake. We got the Utes football and basketball. We got the Cougars football and basketball. We got the Jazz. We got a couple of newer teams, the Salt Lake City Stars and the Utah Warriors. Um the G League team for the Jazz and the new rugby team here down the road in Harriman. So we thought, why don't we go out and we, you know, give these teams the coverage that they deserve, you know? Oh, yeah. So yeah. we rebranded totally new name, new website, new logo, new focus, really, for everyone here at Sports Take. And Devin was kind of instrumental in helping that. He had some ideas of let's focus on, you know, these other teams that aren't getting the coverage. Um, I am a PR intern with Salt Lake City Stars, so I went to the first home game. There's a couple of media members, but then went to the second home game, and there was zero media members, and I thought, you know what? This is a real opportunity for us. And, Alex, you want to tell them what we're going to be doing with the Stars now? Yeah, with the Stars, it's going to be actually real cool. Uh, We reached out to the guy that, what was his name again, Hunter? Uh, Matt. Matt. Good old Matt. Thank you again, Matt. But we uh, reached out to him, and we were going to be working you know, alongside with him, getting our credentials down with the Stars, being able to hopefully interview the guys at the games, get the coverage, like you said, that they deserve, and kind of get out the stats, all that good stuff, get everybody to the, you know, the listeners to know a little bit more about our Salt Lake City Stars. So we have credentials now to the Salt Lake City Stars, and we're in the process of getting credentials to the Utah Warriors rugby team. Yeah. So hopefully we can bring, you know, those are two teams that there's not a whole lot of media outlets covering or really talking about. Uh, the Stars will get coverage now and then by like Deseret News, and the Warriors will kind of get like a little spot on KSL every so often. But there isn't a consistent, or uh, there isn't a sole place that the fans of those two teams can go to get consistent news and notes about their team. Right. So if you are a fan of the Utah Warriors or a fan of the Salt Lake City Stars, give us a follow. Which I gotta say, I went to my first Stars game. How was it? Oh, it was it was wonderful. It's just. High power smash mouth basketball, and you got to realize these guys are still NBA caliber players, and you get to go see them up close and center. We saw some For good cheap. players, yeah, yeah. We saw Joel Berry, mm-hmm. uh, former UNC star, played on the South Bay Lakers. He was there. Uh, the Stars have got Willie Reed. They've got Nazmi Trulong. They've got Tony Bradley. Those are three NBA caliber players who right. will probably see time with the Utah Jazz this season. So. 
Raul Neto. Yep. He was with the Stars practicing earlier last week. They're so. getting rehab, huh? Yep, getting some rehab help. So it'll be fun. And then, you know, the Warriors, their rugby team, brand new team. Not only a brand new team, but a brand new league. Major League Rugby, brand new. Just expanded from, I think, eight teams to now ten teams. Something like that. And then the games, they've got, they have like another month on top of just like the regular season schedule now yeah they've got their preseason schedule where they play some they play a couple of mlr teams and they also play some teams from canada so yeah should be a fun season hopefully we can bring you guys great content um, a little breakdown of kind of what's going to be new is we've got a whole new website like i said well not really a brand new website still same uh, format still all the old stories are on there but we're going to be producing a lot more stories so already this weekend we had a BYU story by Devin recapping the BYU-New Mexico State game, talking about bowl eligibility, also gives some bowl predictions for the Cougars. We've got a story from me where I talk about kind of the contributions of the graduating seniors. It was senior night on Saturday when BYU beat the Aggies, so it talked about kind of some notable seniors and some notes um, in terms of their contribution. And then Alex talked about what's kind of been going through Ute fans' minds over the last couple of weeks recapping the BYU or the Utah Oregon and the Utah Colorado games and kind of talking about the emotion that went behind that and how Utah got to this point where now for the first time since joining the Pac-12 Pac-12 South champs we're going to talk about that a little bit later but look out for a lot more content on the website Uh, look out for a lot more content we now have a Twitter you can go follow I think it's beehive underscore sports so you can go give that a follow go give us a follow on Instagram at Beehive Sports. Uh, we're going to be producing a lot more content. We've also got Tabo and Talmadge are going to be covering some Utah basketball, some Utah jazz stuff as well. So you want to stay tuned for that. So it should be exciting. I'm excited about it. I don't know. Are you guys excited about oh, it? I'm very excited. Oh, stoked. We're pumped here. Always. Uh, podcast lineup is going to be a little bit different as well. Segment one and segment three going to be pretty much the same. We're still going to bring to you guys today, we've got Who's Mans and Who's Back. So that's going to kind of be some of the normal, regular stuff. And then, but our discussion, segment two, our weekly discussions are going to be more local focused. So today, a little tease for you, we're going to be talking about the BYU-Utah game coming up this week. Devin and Alex are going to hash it out. They're going to be enemies for a week and then going back to co-hosts and friends. So stay tuned for that. We've got a great show. Let's kick it off by going with Who's Mans. Devin, you want to, you want to start off the brand new Beehive Sports Podcast, first segment. It'd be an honor. There you go. Well, go ahead, go ahead. Who's man's? Mine is the Utah Jazz. Okay. Who's men's? Yeah, Who's men's. men's? Men's, the plural. The plural, yes. They are very frustrating to watch right now. On this some is, nights. Is this going to be kind of like a rant of the weekend, uh, who's man's? Real quick, I'll make, it, I'll make it a quick rant. All right, let's hear it. Are they just going to win every other game for the rest of the season? I mean, maybe. No. <laughs> because they lost to Dallas and right, right. but back what back. I mean by that is they'll go beat the Celtics <laughs> and they'll lose to the they're down like fifteen some or so to the Pacers right no, now. No, they're actually down exactly twenty. Exactly so. twenty. There yeah. we go. Without Victor Oladipo. Yeah. Exactly. They yeah. were getting torched. And it's one game I'm like, oh yeah, they beat the Celtics, they're back. Next game next two games or next game, they get torched and they just look flat. And you know, it's a problem when Ricky Rubio is the one going off for you right now. You see the one going off? Yeah, he I went mean, off. Yeah, when we were, I, when I was watching the first half, that dude was just he lighting was stroking, up threes. Like, it but was crazy. he can't be the only one stroking. Donovan needs to be as well. Rudy needs to be not playing stupid. He needs to quit going down with the ball, stay up with it. 
and Ooh. just stop sucking. Don't call it a comeback, but it's now 18. Oh, whoa. <laughs> oh, big time. Nope, 21. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, I was like, I'm, what I'm looking at is 21. So it's Never just mind. frustrating. That's my who's mads, and it, it's, it's just really just driving me insane right now. Rubio is actually going off. Is 10 that? for 13. Rubio should, I mean, he's making a lot of them. Five for six from three. Wow. He's shooting a lot, though. Yeah. Well done, Rubio. 13 shots for Rubio. I mean, that's a lot. But 28 Mitchell, points, though? Mitchell, three for eight, seven points. Oh, man. Mitchell and O'Neal and Exum and Crowder have been horrendous. Yeah. And Gobert, really. Really, yeah. everybody. Every other game. Rubio is the horrendous. only one that decided to show up tonight. Rubio and Ingles. But hey, good on Rubio to say no one else is making it. I'll shoot. And sometimes you got to do what you got to do, right? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Alex. You're All right. Ma- so, so his was whom's men's, <laughs> mine's whose organization? <laughs> whom's <laughs> whom's organization. organization? And that is men's. the Philadelphia Eagles. Tabo? Tabo. I've Does got, Tabo still an Eagles fan? I mean, I feel like he saw this coming, <laughs> and so he jumped to the Dolphins real quick. Hasn't said a word about the Dolphins since they started, like, what, 4-0? and Yeah. They started 4-0. Tabo was right. Yeah, I mean, he's always just like, you know, it's just, it's just the jerseys. That's all I care about. Yeah, whatever. But also Jarvis Landry. Yeah, but and also, <laughs> also Tannehill's my boy. Yeah, Tannehill's my guy, dude. That's, that's how it goes. I mean, I don't get it. But, but. yeah, four and six, guys, is the record. loss for a defending Super Bowl champ, 41. Like, that, is, that is embarrassing. That is just awful, guys. When you watch this game, I don't know if you guys did. Oh, I did. It, I watched part of it, and then it was bad, so I turned it off. I just, like, I just watched it because I was basketball. just, you know, had Mark Ingram and Michael Thomas on my fantasy team. So that was the only reason I was interested because they keep scoring. But 48 to 7? That's Re- unreal. We all, all three of us, we all did say at the beginning of the year, you know, it's hard to repeat and whatever. But we still assumed that they would at least have a winning record, be yeah. plus 500 at this point. But 4 and 6? Yeah, some of us, I'm not going to say who. Some people here chose the Eagles to as like when we did our preseason NFL rankings, chose the Eagles as number one. Was that me? Yes. That sounds about right. Did You're I, like, did well, I they're defending Super Bowl champs. I think it was both of you, actually. Oh. But see, that's, so. but that's what you have to think, right? <laughs> like, you got to think, if you're coming off a Super Bowl win, usually, and there wasn't a whole lot of change. Like, like on the team, what, what really changed? Nothing. But J.J. is hurt. That's, that's, only, that's not I mean, going to make you lose. And I guess Nick, and I guess Nick Foles isn't the starting quarterback anymore. Yeah, Nick Foles. Yeah, that's, that's, maybe, Car- that's is, maybe. Is Carson Wentz, Wentz is, bad? He, is he bad? Is he a bust? Let's see, what, were, what was his stat line against? So he was, oh, he was, I mean, he was bad. Yeah, oh, he was very, very bad. 19 for 33, 156 yards, three picks, wow. no touchdowns. 31.9. Josh Adams, like, seven carries, 53 yards, an average of 7.6 yards per carry and a touchdown. They only gave him the ball seven times. They're not running the ball. They're comp- they're just passing the ball every single time. Right. As a team, they had 12 rushing attempts. That's As a awful. team, 12 rushing attempts. I mean, I so Yash, I guess JJ is kind of making a difference. The good news if you're an Eagles fan, shout out Tabo, is the fact, <laughs> well, depending on the day. I don't know, Tabo, kind of shout out to Tabo. I don't know. I would um, still call him an Eagles fan. I would kay. give that to him. He doesn't, I mean, for winning the Super Bowl last year, didn't rep it really hard. Um, the good news for Eagles fans is your division is complete trash, especially now that yeah, Alex, Alex Smith is down. out. But I mean, Colt McCoy looked good. <laughs> Colt McCoy might be the best quarterback 
in that division? It depends. It all depends on the night. Some nights, Dak Prescott just looks like a monster. So you never know. I don't know. Cole but McCoy, I feel could, like people sleep on him. You could make an, You could probably oh, make yeah. a solid argument oh, yeah. that right now. Like, obviously, if we're going off careers, you know, we're not going <laughs> to say Cole McCoy's the best. But right this second, there is an argument to be made that Cole McCoy is the best quarterback in the division. And that right there yeah. is why the Eagles could still make some noise. Yes, they're four and six, but you win out these next six games. I mean, it's hard to say they do, considering you play the Redskins twice, you play the Rams, and you play the Texans. So they're yeah, facing an uphill battle. They probably yeah. won't make the playoffs. But no, I don't think they it, will. I don't think they will. I mean, they say they have them on the in the hunt, but like at the very bottom, just because again. Their division isn't that great, so they have. That's the only reason they're in that talk. But I don't think they'll make the playoffs. Yeah, they won't. They, I mean, they won't make the playoffs. A lot of things would have to happen, and a now, lot of people would have to crap the bed for the Eagles to make the playoffs. I mean, this is the perfect yeah. scenario for the Eagles, and I'm not going to spend too much time on it. Um, real quickly, this is a perfect situation for the Eagles, where they beat the Giants, they beat the Redskins, they beat the Cowboys, they lose to the Rams, lose to the Texans, and then beat the Redskins, where it just like messes up the entire division. They still miss the playoffs and still go, what would that be, like 7-9? and nine? It ha- can happen, though. And then they just <laughs> mess up their whole draft order. Seahawks went 7-9 and nine and beat the Saints first round. Beast I mean, that's not one, the same anymore. 1.0. The Redskins, <laughs> how are the Redskins looking real quick? Um, the Redskins are 6-4. Six 6-4. And four. Six and four. So they're good. They're yeah. plus 500. They play at Dallas, at Philadelphia, at home against the Giants, on the road against Jacksonville, on the road against Tennessee, and then at home against the Eagles. So the Redskins aren't in great position either. No. The Giants might be <laughs> the best team. No, they play the Bears. Yeah. yeah. But the Giants have happening. an easy schedule. The thing is, the way it looks, like the Titans is going to be a hard game. Jaguars will be a hard one. But they think they'll take, I think they'll get the win against the Eagles at the last. But, man, this is just. Yeah. It's looking bad. Um, that's bad. <laughs> my whose mans is. A certain executive in the, the NBA by the name of Ernie Grunfeld. Oh, there we go. Hmm. Do you, either of you know who that is? Rings a bell. Mm, that sounds familiar, but let me take a guess. East or West? East. East. Mm, the Knicks. No. Dang it. He is the general <laughs> manager of the Washington Wizards. Ooh. Oh, I, I saw that. And as general manager of said Washington Wizards, it was his decision to take in two players during this free agency and those two players were austin rivers and dwight howard wow two hotheads two fantastic players that if you have a locker room that already is tension filled (laughs) with kelly Oubre, uh john wall and bradley beal then you i mean talk about adding uh gasoline to the fire you (laughs) decide to go out and pick probably the two worst Locker room guys you could have. Uh, Jimmy, if they brought in Jimmy there. Butler. Yeah. yeah, that'd be pretty bad. <laughs> if they brought in Jimmy Butler to just bully John Wall and Bradley Beal, <laughs> then it might be worse. Yeah, that'd be pretty bad. But, I mean, this is pretty bad. And now it's blowing up in their face. They're 4-9. and nine. Um, News broke today about all this dysfunction going on in the locker room and with the coaching staff. I, apparently, John or apparently Scott Brooks, the head coach of the Washington Wizards, told the guys to pick up the intensity in practice, in which John Wall responded, F you. I mean, granted, picked oh, wow. up, certainly picked up the intensity. Yeah, there you that, go. Yeah, that yeah, escalated that was... fast. <laughs> yeah, take off right there. So, I mean, you're not doing yourself any favors when you already have such a difficult locker room to deal with. Wow. Now you add Dwight Howard and um, 
Austin Rivers. Austin Rivers is fighting people. I think Austin Rivers and Bradley Beal got in a fight. I think I saw that on Twitter earlier. So whose man's is it this guy, Ernie Brunfield, decided to just let's mess up. We got a bad locker room. Let's see how bad we can really get. I'm not going to lie. That's funny that John Wall said F.E. to the coach. That's pretty wild. Not going to lie. I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> but, wow. Yeah, there we go. Wow. Um, so, from who's man's to now who's back. Mm. Alex. Well, guys, you guys know what time of year it is. Thanksgiving, oh, Thanksgiving. football is back, which also means turkey bowls are back. Turkey bowls are back. But in a big most way. importantly. Do we have a turkey bowl? Uh, we should get one if we don't. Oh, I will be there. Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, I got jazz game. Never mind. Dang it. Thursday. Tuesday. Tuesday. Just Thursday. Well, Tuesday. we got basketball. Just Thursday morning. Oh, why don't we just get the boys together for a turkey bowl instead? Yeah, just. Ooh. There oh. you go. Well, well, I mean, we did tell them we were going to scrimmage that team. Why don't we say let's take it outside? How about that? <laughs> There's a field we'll in the back. Just use the basketball. There's as a, a field in the back. That's true. Um, but either way, turkey bowl I en- season. I enjoy sitting on the couch. You know, getting the so my what my parents do they have we have turkey at night right. Oh, hammock. so when you said turkey bowl season, you meant like turkey and a bowl of food. No, no, no. Bowl of stuffing. But that also helps, right? It comes along with it. It's turkey turkey it's bowls turkey are great. Bowl season. Turkey bowls are great. So you take the leftover turkey, you mix right. it in a bowl with the stuffing and potatoes. Yeah. You just eat it out of yeah. a bowl. But now Sounds we get good. to watch, you know, the Lions like we do every year. Uh, Heck yeah. Play a football game. But you know what? <laughs> I've got turkey and food this time to get me through it. And that is well, you get turkey. I mean, you get turkey and food every year to watch those two teams. Yeah. It's bad food and bad football, right? Amen. And all on a day, and we don't have to work. Yep, and I love it. it What's brings the me Thanksgiving such schedule? I can pull it up. I know it was the uh, well, obviously the Lions. So we got <laughs> Bears at Lions. So at least you get to watch, yeah, at least the, you Bears. Get to watch the Bears. Yeah, Duh Bears. The Redskins at the Cowboys. Colt McCoy faces off against Dak Prescott. Hmm. Could have potential. I mean, watch the Redskins put up forty plus. In that game. has potential to be like a division altering game. Yeah, and then Falcons at the Saints. So hey, at least you get to watch the best team in football. Colt McCoy is going to go for like night game twenty and twenty five, three hundred plus yards and three touchdowns. That or he goes twenty two and twenty five for like hundred and eight yards and mm. one touchdown. Mm. And, and they win, and they win like sixteen to thirteen. And then what? Mm. And then the Redskins are going to win the division. <laughs> there we it's going to be insane. <laughs> uh, Devin, who's back? Duh, Bears. The Bears. Speaking of the Bears mm-hmm. on Thanksgiving Day, the Bears I was, are back. I was Against your guys. Yeah, I know. I, I was impressed. Heck so. of a fantasy week by Devin, by the oh. way. Heck Let's of not get a into fantasy that. week. <laughs> not, we, we promised we wouldn't talk more about fantasy. <laughs> um, no, the Bears are back, man. Trubisky's looking good. Their defense is obviously looking good. They really... Put Minnesota into the ground last night. They really killed it. Um, Khalil Mack, I, John, I mean John Gruden. Come on, man. What do you, what are you doing, my guy? Who's I, man? I don't know. John Gruden's got some crazy stuff, and then he's fighting with quarterback Khalil on Mack, the sidelines. Khalil like, Mack made Mitch Trubisky good. Yeah, he really did. <laughs> like, he really did. Once Khalil Mack showed up, Mitch Trubisky's like, "Well, I got to step up. Yep. <laughs> like, we got to be good again." Yeah. Holy cow! We can't waste this guy. Um, Who would have thought the Bears, though? I gotta say, this beginning of the season. I did. I did. Uh, you did. I said yeah, Bears eight, eight. I remember that. But I I'm said saying. Bears eight and eight, or eight make eight, a seven and or three, make though. a sneaky Jacksonville Jaguars type playoff run. Yeah, yeah. they they might do that. I, I mean, where's my where's my little? Yeah, let's give you an applaud or something. Um, give you an applaud or something. Hey, that's good. Yeah. Hey. 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 I mean. <laughs> Who called it, Seven. Devin? I called it. You called it. 
I, I called it. Um, who's back this week? A little team I like to refer to as the Cleveland Browns. Hey. The Cleveland Browns are back. I mean, they were getting testy feeling dangerous. Right, for a couple weeks. They were feeling dangerous. They beat the Falcons. They have three wins, which is more wins than they've had, I think, in the last three seasons combined. Yeah. Three wins, beat the Falcons at home. They were feeling dangerous. They're getting a little testy. Uh, a little bit different than the Cleveland Browns we like we know and love. But then Cleveland went right on back to being the Browns when the news broke that they were considering <laughs> hiring Condoleezza Rice as the next head coach. Wow. And this isn't some crazy BS report. No, it's this not. Came it was from real. Adam Schefter. Adam Schefter doesn't just tweet nonsense. Adam Schefter doesn't just get a DM from some random anonymous Twitter user that says, hey, the Browns are going to hire Condoleezza Rice. No, this ca- had to have come from someone directly in Cleveland's front office. John yeah. Dorsey himself had to have told Adam Schefter, hey, I like Condoleezza Rice. I mean, this is the team. The Browns were on a roll. They fired Hugh Jackson, who had won two games, or one game headed into this season. Baker Mayfield was playing out of his mind. Nick Chubb, they traded away, um, who was it? Carlos Hyde. Yep. So that they could give Nick Chubb more touches, and he's been balling. It went up for like a 90-plus yard run the other day, like on against the Like Falcons. a franchise record crazy. long run. They beat Atlanta, who was in a Super Bowl two years ago. But then they're like, hold on. These are unfamiliar waters here, fellas. We need to get back to a, air, a comfort zone here. Yeah. Let's get, I mean, we already had Hugh Jackson. Let's get someone else who doesn't know what they're doing. Right. Let's get Condoleezza Rice in here. Maybe she, I mean, she has a lot of experience dealing in politics, so I'm sure she knows how to get paperwork through. And part of the <laughs> so ar- maybe yeah. next time the oh, AJ yeah. McCarron trade <laughs> will go through. And also part of the uh, argument, too, is that she worked on the uh, college football playoff committee. Yeah. She, and I'm like, no, wow. That, she's got that, an eye for college yeah, football. That, man, that's crazy. You should be an NFL head coach. She's just going to draft the real. Alabama roster. Yeah, you're crazy. <laughs> no, Who was the best no college team last year? All. Who, who was the quarterback of the they, national champs last year? I want him. There you go. <laughs> Number one overall pick. Um, so good to see the Browns are back kind of where we need them to be. Uh, also feeling real good about our hires bet. I'm sure you gonna are. love it. I'm sure you it's are. It's going to be real good. Freaking Can't wait sucks. for the Steelers to clinch the division <laughs> in like two weeks. And I get to go to hires a little just early. Wait. Just watch the Browns go on. Like they don't, they win out and the Steelers lose out. Well, let's look how, what are the standings right now? We got six games to go. The standings in the division are the Steelers have a four-game lead on uh, the Browns. Right. So if if the if the Steelers lose so. out, if the Steelers lose out, and then the Browns win out, four-game lead. So if the Steelers, so here's who the Steelers play. Denver should be a win at home against the Chargers. Should be a win at the Raiders. Should be a win. Then there's Patriots. I'll give you a loss there. Then at the Saints, I'll give you a loss there, and then at home against the Bengals. So between, I'll give you, I'll say Patriots and Saints are loss. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you those two losses. That means go like, what was that, nine, against six the Broncos, and Chargers, Raiders, and Bengals, they would have to go two and two. Meanwhile, the Browns would have to win out beating the Bengals on the road, the Texans on the road, the Panthers on the road against the Broncos, at home against the Bengals, on the road against the Ravens. It's possible. <laughs> You're more confident than I am. We're going to take a quick break, come back at you with our local talk.
By golly, I'm probably one of the happiest guys in the world right now. Wait, who's the champions? Oh, the Utah Utes are the Pac-12 South champions for the first time in eight seasons since joining the Pac-12. Man, it's a, it's a good it's a good time to be a Ute fan. How how much anxiety did you have to be Saturday honest? night when Arizona State <laughs> gets the ball back after an interception yeah. and has it on the Oregon 50-yard line just needing a field goal with like three minutes left? You know what? It was like pretty brutal, but the way I was rolling, and you guys noticed the last few weeks, I said, when we make the Pac-12 championship game, right? Like You were saying and that. The, when you we were make not the saying that last week. No, but you know or what? two weeks ago. But the thing is, I had to come in with that confidence again, right? And when that was happening, I kept standing up and I just kept talking trash. I was talking trash right to that TV, and it worked. All right, <laughs> you were Oregon. talking trash to pe- players that couldn't even hear you. Yeah, you. man, I'm telling the universe. You were knew. throwing fe- snowballs oh on the field at Colorado. Yeah, dude, you have no idea. I was, whoo, man, I was all over the place. But ah, oh, I'm happy now. The anxiety is gone because I was, man, it was a, it was a rough, rough few weeks. But we did it. You had it. You had it in your hands, and you <laughs> dropped it. When you lost to Arizona State, thirty-eight to twenty. Oh yeah, no, that was but very you bad. knew Arizona State wasn't gonna win out. Oh well, I mean maybe. Like cause that's oh. the thing is like because this was what was crazy is like be like wow they would beat Oregon right you like they would and then they have to play Arizona at home like okay like that's a that's more winnable so now what like because that's how it would that's how it would go down for the Utes is we had the shot we blow it and then we need this team that's really not that good to just lose one game. And then they don't. That's how it should that's usually happen. That's how you happen. saw it uh, going down. Yeah. And that's how it usually goes for the Utes. But this year, it didn't. The things that had to happen happened, and we are here. And I'm stoked. Well, I'm happy for you. Hey, thanks, man. You know someone who's probably not that happy for you? Hey, man. Well, what's going on over there? I wouldn't say I'm not happy. I mean, congrats. <laughs> you guys did it. <laughs> eight years, you did it. How can wow, I? Wow, it took eight years. Oh, it took Alex. eight years. And in those eight years, what also has happened? Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll see Saturday. Right. I mean, see another. I mean, we see what, will see, see Saturday. See what nine in a row on Saturday. Watch you get. Uh, it's actually eight. Are you sure? Positive. <laughs> what will we see Saturday? The BYU Utah game. I know, but what will we see? We'll see Utah uh, walking out that field victorious. Will we see Utah resting anyone? No. That is the big well, question. No, Whittingham himself said no. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. That's not a Utah thing. Well, That's not how they do it. That's not. This is too big of a game. Why okay, would you it do matter. that? That would be embarrassing. That, right. That's if not you, it. Yeah, I if get you, it. If you go and you beat, yeah, you win the Pac-12 South, but then you get cocky, rest people, and then you lose to BYU, who's good, not great this year. I wouldn't call them good. I mean, they're going to a bowl. Average, That's why I said not, not great. You're not looking at them like, oh, they're great, but they're still making a bowl game. I don't look at BYU's team and be like, that is a good I'll say team. average if that makes you happier. Well, no, I just want to know what your opinion is. Um, do you think that, do you look at BYU and you're like, they're good? No. No, I think, well, there listen, listen <laughs> I, there's different different levels of good here to me. They're good enough to make a bowl game. 
They're not like they're good, but they're good. What you do know? you? I mean, what do you think BYU's record will be to end the season? Uh, I'm gonna go regular season. Oh, six and six. So five hundred. Wouldn't mm-hmm. that be like the definition of average? Heck of a lot better than last year, though. It's progress. I mean, that's true. I'll give you that. But what would you, would you call last season? Abysmal. So a step above abysmal, or a couple steps up above abysmal, is one. It's probably average. Kind of, yeah. Okay, now that we have that rested. So, but real quick, <laughs> I, just I mean, saying. just real quick though, you saying six and six, so you're predicting a yeah. BYU loss this weekend? Dude, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not if there's hey, one man. person that it, it, people need to, I don't have my blue goggles on. Okay, if you if you want me to put my blue goggles dude, on, I can. I'd be disappointed listen, if I was a BYU fan, dude. I'd be I'd be getting I'd be talking so much heat. Listen, what you, I mean, what, what, what are you talking heat talk for? About. They've lost seven in a row. What are you going to use as ammunition? They're six and five oh, right now. Utah just won the Pac-12 South, and BYU only wins when they run it good, and Utah <laughs> has one of the best running fronts in the nation, defensive fronts in the nation. So if BYU can't get their run game going, what in the world are they going to do? Maybe Zach Wilson can pull some things out of his back pocket and put some points up on the board with we'll his see. arm and yeah. rushing or scrambling, but Utah's defensive front is just too good for BYU to win. BYU winless when they fail to break 100 yards undefeated, on the other hand, when they do. University of Utah rush defense ranked fifth in the country. There's my point. They are allowing 95.5 yards per game. And that's against teams like Oregon, Arizona State, USC, Washington, UCLA, Washington. Washington State. Well, Washington State's not running the ball. That's true. But but listen here. Air, air, Air raids. BYU, I say that they're not going to win this game. But if we look at the last 20 years of this rivalry, every game, or 17 of the 20 games have been decided by, what was it, seven points or less? Something like that. It's always, that's the so thing, it's too. Always, that's it, why it's, you it, know, it's when you talk about. Snow, it's always a, it's no, always it's a pretty be, salty it's rivalry gonna game. It's going to be big. It's going to be very big. Everyone and like plays the same thing with levels. Utah wrestling guys, like, he's not going to wrestle anybody. It's too big of a game, and that's not what Kyle Whittingham does. Yeah, and Witt like, said himself today that he's what? not going to rest his horses. That's stupid. Well, there's an argument to be made in favor of wrestling. Sure, I certain get it. players, certain players, you're gonna win without Chase Hansen on the field. Now, Chase Hansen is gonna be on the field because it's senior night and it's against BYU. Yeah, he's not sitting. You would have, you, you would have to put that in a straight jacket. And you have Francis Bernard coming off. Maybe, maybe you play him first half and then get Francis Bernard the rest of the game. I mean, I certainly don't think Chase Hansen will start and he'll play. I certainly don't think that Chase Hansen should play every snap. Here's the deal. He should probably play 70% of the snaps. If it's 14-7 to 7 at halftime, Whittingham is not going to rest his players. I agree with that. If Utah gets like a three-touchdown lead, I could see that. But he's not going to rest his players from the get-go. If it's a close game, why would you rest I your mean, players? You can't, you, you can't rest any receivers. Well, you shouldn't rest any receivers because there's. I mean, you've got plenty of them. You don't rest Shine or Shelly because they need every rep they can get. So if you're resting people, it's got to be along the defensive front. Do you rest, do you sit Marquise Blair out for the entirety of the second half just, in, just so be, he doesn't go and get a targeting okay penalty be, and have to miss the yeah, first half no, against I'd be okay with Washington that. I'd be okay with that because we had Ballard come in who plays decent. Like He yeah. has played well, especially when... You know, uh, Marquise Blair's gone out two times this season with targeting calls. He stepped up and played the role, and he can ball out. So I would be okay with that. My concern is, is that's the thing. It's like it just has to be 
if you're going to take a guy out, there has to be a dude that's capable of stepping up. In some positions, we don't have that. So that's why we got to make sure we're not just being lazy and, you know, we got to make the right choices. There's a potential that Utah faces um, Washington State. It's probably a very good chance BYU yeah. or Utah faces off against Washington State. Washington State is going to throw the ball. Oh, yeah. They're going to throw it a hundred times against Utah if that's yeah. what it's going to take. So do you rest secondary guys? Because BYU, passing offense, 96th in the country. Mm. So do you rest guys like Jalen Johnson, like Julian Blackman, like Marquise Blair in the second half? I could see that's that. That's where it would be interesting and where I think that you would, you would look at it and say, uh, give a solid yes. I could yeah. say, I still gonna, I'm still going to say score pending. Well, yeah, score penny, of course, because if they enter the second half down or if they enter the second half tied, then yeah. But let's say let's say that they've controlled the game for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like they've controlled the game the entire time and it's seventeen to three at half. Yeah, if it's seventeen to three, I could see that. But I'm saying if it's a one score game if or it's they're 14-14 or fourteen ten, then yeah, I'd leave your guys in there. But I feel like if you're up two scores going into the second half and you feel like you've controlled the game every single in every facet and you've dominated, then rest your guys. Devin, you talked about putting on the blue goggles earlier. I want you to put them on right now. They're on. <laughs> Is there anything that BYU can do to make this a game and potentially come out with the win? Yeah. Utah committing turnovers, which is possible. And Zach Wilson using his legs to scramble without getting hurt. And Zach Wilson balling out, throwing it. Because if they can't get their run going, then Zach Wilson's going to have to do that. So if he has a heck of a game throwing it, then yeah, there's a chance. And I'll tell you the other chance there is it's going to be snowy and it's, it's a rivalry game. So I think Zach Wilson is the key to winning this game. Could be. I mean, you did just come off a snowy game. So, I mean, they kind of get it. And dominated. Yeah. yeah. They get it now. So, I, yeah, kinda, it, I think they kind of have an edge on that one. And yeah. the thing is, but BYU as you to saw, pull, pull this one off. I mean, you got to shut down Shine and Shelly. Yeah. You got to step it up. But then the offense just has to be consistent. You can't have... The defense, too, though. But You can't yeah. have one good drive and then do four more drives, three and outs. Like, yeah. you got to... Because you're not going to beat Utah that way. And, and what Zach Wilson needs to do is, I know he wanted to play for Utah. They gave him the cold shoulder, yeah. so he went to BYU. So what he wants to do right now is he wants to walk across the field with a win and say to Whittingham, thanks for nothing. You know what I mean? So, right. so he, he, can't get, he can't get cocky and he can't try to do too much. Because if he tries to do too much and does this thing where he scrambles around and loses 10 yards on a sack, he can't do that. He needs to realize, yeah, take the four-yard sack, punt, and make it up next drive. So like going off what you he said, can't try to do um, too much. Sorry. Turnovers. Utah actually ranks 29th in giveaways per game. They're only turning the ball over 1.2 times per game. Right, as we've seen in rivalry games past, though, both teams we like have to seen turn the ball it. over. At home, it is higher, 1.5 turnovers per game. Mm-hmm. But that could be attributed to a more difficult home schedule. Mm-hmm. I mean, at home is where you faced USC, Oregon, Washington. You know, those they had a tougher home schedule than they had road schedule. Right, right. Uh, on the contrary, BYU is turning over 1.4 times per game. Right. So not too much, although they are averaging two turnovers per game over the last three games. Yeah, and... And that was not again... And they have not faced a defense as good as Utah's. No, they have not. And that's what I'm scared about personally going into this game. 
Um, but as we've seen with Manny Wilkins and Herbert on Oregon, Utah has had not a not a hard time because they've. I mean, they did against harder time against Arizona State, but not. They had a little bit of struggle with Oregon, but when quarterbacks can scramble on them, it seems to be more of a game. And Zach Wilson can get up and go in his le- with his legs when he needs to. So if he can get some yards on scrambling, I think it'll be more of a game. Well, yeah, I mean, that defensive line, one thing I did notice a lot that they do is they're working, this, the, the, they call it the 2-T-2 that kind of scheme, right, where you got you got the two outside guys coming nines at the just straight lines of the quarterback trying to get him to step up, and then the two dudes aren't trying, they're just trying to keep there, and if the guy breaks out, they try to shed away. But what's happening with that is those two little, like the two middle dudes aren't fast enough. That's what the problem's been. So they do that effectively, like they get reading it right, but every time the quarterback breaks out, they can't catch him. So then it makes it, receivers get open, and it gives more life to the drive, which mm-hmm. is something we need to work on. Uh, both of you, percentage chance that BYU comes away with a win here. With the type of game that it is, how emotional and how big of a rivalry it is, it helps for that. So I'm going to say... BYU got, has nothing to lose. So that's what I'm saying. Right now, it's probably... It could be anywhere between a 40 to 45 chance that BYU could pull it off. It's not, I'm, not, I'm not giving them 50 plus, Ooh. but I'm giving it to them that they got an edge. Wow. I'll give, it, I'll give it a 40%. Like you said, Ooh. BYU has nothing to lose. They're giving it their all. Utah's just trying to coast because they have a concrete goal ahead of them. Because that's one thing I'm worried about is if Utah comes off this win and now knowing they're Pac-12 champs, like because a lot of these guys didn't grow up with this rivalry, right? There are all seniors on this team. They so, still want to beat BYU. Yeah, they want to. Eric Weddle a... didn't come into this rivalry. Okay, but also, He wanted to I, beat BYU. I get that, but the thing is, though, is that coming off the win and how they feel, I could see them just kind of being not as not as mentally prepared as they should be. But at the time, and Eric Weddle was there. I mean, but when Eric Weddle was there, BYU was relevant. Well, regardless, they still want to beat BYU. Right. Like, they don't. I mean, you, can, you this can is say a that rivalry you game. And you can say that, and Whittingham is definitely the type of guy that could if really get someone ready. A, but If there's a single game that Whittingham ensures that everyone on his team is ready for, it's BYU. I mean, we've seen it over the last eight years. Yeah. But we've also seen in the past, if there's one game that ensures that Kalani has his boys ready and pumped to go for, even though they've lost, it's been close, is Utah. Well, we only have a two-year sample of that. I know that, but I'm saying, and last we year see, wasn't we a see, game. Yeah, right. But it was it was a lot closer than people thought it was going to be, though. Is what I'm saying. 1913. I mean, I Utah dominated. BYU scored a touchdown late that kind of made it a little more right. But I mean, never like it was. I was expecting that game to be 35 to seven. It should have been a bigger blow. I'll give you that. But it also, it was just Utah's inability to score in the red zone, which was a problem for them all season last year. Yeah. And Utah yeah. was not that great last year, 6-6. Six and six. Yeah, they barely they they barely pulled it off. We think we had to win the last game. You had to beat Colorado. Yeah, we had to win our last game yeah. to be bowl eligible. So it wasn't even like Utah was crazy good. Right. Um, you guys are a lot more confident. I give BYU a 15% chance. Really? 15% chance to win And that's the thing. It all depends. If, B, if Utah comes out just playing Utah football and balling out, and they've guns firing, then yeah, there's not a chance. Like yeah. it's just how it's BYU be. has has consistently started slow this season. So if they start slow, so Utah a little and, though. Yeah, but yeah, they start. But yeah, but BYU if one doesn't team, bring their A game, then it's if, game over. If one team does comes out firing and one team doesn't, say Utes come out firing, BYU BYU is going to be down fourteen to nothing before they even blink. Yeah, 
I look at it as two teams that are offensively are not fantastic. Much of Utah's on the part of Utah for that is the fact that they don't have Moss or Huntley. And two teams that are going to rely heavily on the run. And Utah's run defense, I mean, it does not get much better. Yeah, Utah's the running amazing. backs Utah's that they've faced this in year. General, it's, it's amazing. Just, they are, they so are you got to just look at them and be like, defense. I can't. I mean, you saw how BYU's offense looked during the first quarter against UMass and New Mexico State. Granted, they got going later on, Ooh. but you just imagine that against Utah. That's. Let, let me add this, though. If BYU can find, if Zach Wilson can find his tight ends consistently, I think they'll have more of a chance. It'll be an interesting game for sure. Uh, ho- I'm actually hoping for snowy conditions. I think it'd be a lot of fun. It'd be cool. Um, we're going to take a quick break and then come at you with our segment number three. I was a highwayman Along the coach roads I did ride Sword and All right, welcome back. Side. Segment three. We got a lot to talk about regarding the college football playoff rankings. But first, tendering. Tendering. Mm. Did you not see oh. that one on the lineup? I guess I did not see that. <laughs> well, we'll let you go last then. Thank you. We'll let you go last so that you can get a tendering going on. We'll start with Alex. Oh, man. Are you guys in the mood? <laughs> now I am. Marvin Gaye always gets oh, me in yeah. the mood. Yeah. Good. I'm ready to do some tindering. Ready to swipe right on a few players. <laughs> yeah, is that right? Okay. Well, now I'm going to swipe left on yours. I feel like I'm going to be catfished. <laughs> that's, no, that's not good. I, I'm, I'm a true, and I'm real. All right? I'm definitely going to get catfished by Alex's guy right here. No. No, no, no. I'm just going to pull it up just because it was back here. But I'm excited. But my question is now, what is your take on catfishing? Like, are you guys okay with it? or? Well, I mean, we watched, <laughs> what was it? Searching. Have oh, you seen the Searching movie. movie? We're going to do a little movie hour here. Have you seen Searching? Mm-mm. Wow. Nerves fried. Excellent yeah. movie. We watched two really good movies back-to-back last night. We watched The Equalizer 2, Denzel Washington cracks a couple skulls. Real good movie. And we watched Searching that's about, well, I'm not going to spoil it. But wow, what a movie. So, <laughs> but wow. if you haven't seen it, I mean, it's one of those movies that you can't know what happens in the end, you know? So, um, but go ahead. Okay. Well, this player plays in warm weather. <laughs> when he sweats, it just sparkles. Get a little too weird. Just sparkles. 6'4, <laughs> 220 pounds. Man, they're picking him as probably, when he goes to the draft, top 10. And he's a wideout. Top 10 wideout. Big guy. Plays in the Pac-12 South. Very competitive. Is it Nikhil Harry? Well, if it is, are you swiping right? Yeah, I'm swiping right. Mm. Me too. Because it's Nikhil Harry. Well, you guys just got a match. Plays in (laughs) a warm climate. (laughs) Nikhil, Nikhil Harry. That big juicy of a man. (laughs) <laughs> I feel like you don't need it. I mean it's getting kind of weird It's a super like Oh wow It's, oh, <laughs> it's a super like on the part of Devin He's loving him some Nikhil Harry He went off against Utah Yeah that he dude's did. a monster He went 
off. I mean, what like three touchdown receptions. I think so. Something like that. One of them was like 60-plus yards. Like It was crazy. Yeah. Uh, Jan Johnson was not able to hang on with Nikhil Harry. Granted, I don't Nick, think a lot of people can. Yeah, I mean, granted, nobody can, and Jan Johnson's just a sophomore. My guy, texted him after the game. He, he's, that was funny. I texted him after he got that interception. I said, let's go, and I'll caps with a little flex emoji. Texted me back. He said they kept trying me. <laughs> they kept trying me. That's awesome. Dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Chanel had about 200 receiving yards. Um, Devin, do you want to go or do you need me to go first? I'm ready. All right. Oh yeah. Oh baby. Ladies and gentlemen, I guess no ladies, just gentlemen. So, well, there may be some ladies. Martha. Yeah, Martha. Martha. Listen up, Martha. You'll leave, me, you'll leave me for this guy. This guy is a quarterback. I'm not going to say for who yet. I would hope not. His hands are 15 inches long. Wow. wow heck of a hands. Must be He's a good hugger. 5'11". Heck of a pair of hands. Gotta be a good hugger. 5'11". Wow. 195. Sweet pounds. <laughs> this, is, his <laughs> this last, is taking more of a turn than I anticipated. His last stat line, he was 11 for 17. Wow. 47% completion. That's not great. To a butt, 221 yards passing and two passing touchdowns. Do you take this quarterback? He looks wonderful in his uniform. Is it Jason Shelley? Yeah, is it Jason Shelley? If it is, would you swipe <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm swiping <laughs> like right. I'm Shelley. swiping right. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Oh, it's say, it's like a match. From when I typed my article, I put those exact stats in there. So I was like, that sounds really similar. <laughs> I didn't know Shelley was that short. Yeah, yeah he's not the tallest. He's not that's tall, what they have him listed as. That's weird, though. Because the height that he's missing all went to his hands, apparently. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's <laughs> got the Kawhi Leonard I, I hands. had to mention the hands. He's got the Kawhi like, Leonard wow, hands on the Kemba Walker so body. big hands. <laughs> yeah, ooh, man, that's great. All right. Well, swipe right. That's what I'm talking about. Two matches. Two matches. Wow. <laughs> Let's see if we get a match Hunter, you got to make it weird for us. <laughs> keep, keep us interested. <laughs> all right. You won't get my Snapchat. Fellas. <laughs> <laughs> Fellas, this player, wow. <laughs> I mean, you sit there. He's one thing to see on TV, ladies and gentlemen. He's another thing to see in person. Ooh. The specimen of Lights this guy. Lights off and all. <laughs> kind of having a down year, but hey, we still love him. 11.4 points per game in 30 minutes. 28% from the three. He's not a three-point shooter, although he can shoot him when he wants, and he'll shoot him at you. He shoots his shot, ladies and gentlemen. His shot only connects 35% of the time, though, from the field. And, hey, he'll be your rebound. He's grabbing three of them a game. <laughs> and he does not mind sharing six and a half assists per game for this guy. Although he does drop the ball occasionally, three turnovers per game. But, hey, just ignore those, ignore those deficiencies that he's got. Ignore those mistakes he makes. Give him some love and you swiping right and left. <laughs> See, from from those stat lines, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take him that he's a potential jazz man. Potential. I'm going to swipe right. All right. I'm going to take a wild guess. Is it Dante Exum? It's not Dante Dang Exum. It. Well, I swipe right anyway. You know, <laughs> I have a swipe right always mentality and That's just see what you get. right there. That's true. I've yeah. seen you on YouTube. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a suicide swiper. <laughs> Devin's got the mentality if you swipe right enough. Something's you know, bound to happen. It's kind of like having 20 picks in the first round. Like, if you just make wild selections, at least one of them's going to turn out well. You found the one that turned out well. Will you find one that turns out well here on Tindering? 
I'll swipe right. Swipe right. You both have a match with my guy. He went off tonight. Ricky Rubio. Oh, Tricky I'm, Ricky. I'm Tricky down Ricky. Hey, he's Hans a good looking himself. I'm down for that. Yeah. You can you can come hang out with me that man bun any day. <laughs> he bring, I was going to say luscious locks, but I knew it would give it away when I said that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that, that accent and those luscious locks, Ooh. that beard. Yeah. Those kind the lights, eyes. Yeah, <laughs> lights, are, lights are going down real quick. That's... <laughs> Um, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, Ricky Rubio kind of having a down year. Not he been is, great. He, he has been went down off year. tonight, but the Jazz again got killed. Uh, One twenty-one ninety-four is your final score in Jeez. Indiana. Yeah. Jeez. First quarter was not kind of the Jazz. They're down thirteen. They actually won the second quarter. Then uh, yeah, they cut lost it to seven in the fourth quarter. They almost lost by thirty, dude. That's sad. <laughs> well, now that we've had some fun, let's get to our college football playoff. Rankings. Let's kick it off with number four, Alex. Number four, Michigan. You still got Michigan. I'm guessing that they're not different than they were two weeks ago, seeing as none of the teams we had in lost. Right. I just think it's still. I mean, that's what's hard when you come down to this. I, I was actually hoping Georgia at four last time. I did not have Georgia. Ooh, maybe. I think you did. I think you had Georgia maybe. four. That sounds right, but I'm just feeling Michigan this week. Gosh, dang it. I think you actually might have had Notre Dame at four, Georgia at three. I don't think so. I still think I put Notre Dame at three, though. Either way. Either way, four, Michigan's Michigan. going four. I think they're going to pull it off this week. Um, and they've just, they haven't proven to me yet that they don't deserve to be in there. You know what I mean? Like, they just haven't done that. So, Who? Michigan. They haven't proven that they don't. But you don't. have them at number four. That's what I'm saying. They just they don't deserve it. That's uh, what I'm saying. They okay. I thought you're saying they haven't a lot of people are against, do deserve it. Yeah, a lot of people are against that idea. Like Michigan, like they haven't really done anything that great, but they haven't done anything to where they don't deserve that. So mm-hmm. they're undefeated. Except for lose. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. They did do that. Number four. My number four is Georgia. Okay. They've been my number four. Here's how I kind of see it going down. There's Alabama and there's Clemson. Those are the clear number one and number two. I'm giving away my rankings here. It's okay. Alabama and Clemson, clear number one and two, right? Then you have Notre Dame, Georgia, Oklahoma, and Michigan, all kind of vying mm-hmm. for the three and four spots. You got to give Notre Dame the edge because they're undefeated. They've right. beaten Michigan. Right. So they are in. So now it comes down to Georgia, Oklahoma, or Michigan. And if I put all three of those teams head to head, if I go Michigan in against Oklahoma, I'd probably pick Oklahoma. I probably if I, would too. If I go Georgia against Michigan, I'd probably pick Georgia. Ooh, I don't know about that one. So Georgia's now out. For or Florida's now or Michigan. What am I saying? There you go. Michigan is now <laughs> so out. We'll get there, dude. So now I go Georgia or Oklahoma. And mm. I would pick Georgia. Really? SEC athletes. I don't care. I thought SEC's overrated though. We said other than Georgia and Alabama. Alabama. I, I don't care. Because they, I mean, Alabama was tied with Citadel at 10 and a half. But so they scored, I mean, heck that's pretty game. crazy. Then they scored 40 that's points. True. Yeah. So, I mean, I just look at all those teams, and between Georgia, Michigan, and Oklahoma, I would look at that and say Georgia's probably the best team in that in that group of three right there. Maybe. I don't know. That's what's hard. Because I wish we could. We can't, but I wish we could just say, I mean, they're going to lose play again. This guy, we can just know. Georgia's not going to make the playoffs, but this is their rankings as it stands currently. Like, if the playoffs started today, here's how I would, the playoffs would shake up for me. They're going to lose again because they have to play Alabama in the SEC Championship. So they're going to bounce. They're going to get bounced out, and then it's, well, did Michigan win out? Did Oklahoma win out? So we'll see. Devin. Number four. I'm going to have to go with Georgia. 
There we go. See, this guy knows what he's talking I about. Mean, nah, I, I know. know about I know the AP poll has Michigan there, but Ooh. I do think Georgia's a better team. I I still can't be just like yeah, they're a better team. Like it's hard for me. But well, if you had to take fifty dollars, and it was just pick them. Michigan, Georgia, who would you put the $50 on? Can I put 25 on each? No. <laughs> no. Well, you're going to end up even. I mean, yeah, that's kind of the idea, right? <sighs> What's the fun in that? Right now, like right now, if I had to do it, I'm putting Michigan. I'm putting it on Michigan. See, oh, you're crazy, crazy, man. You're crazy, man. Well, number cra- three. Crazy gets done. Uh, number three, like I said already, I'm Notre Dame. They're undefeated, haven't lost, so they've beaten Michigan, your, your boys. Which is why I also have them at number three. So, so, <laughs> so that's well, why number three. <laughs> number three for Alex is Notre Dame. Devin? Number three. My clear cut pick is UCF. I'm just kidding. I have Notre Dame as well. I right. hate this guy. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> number two. Only for number a week. two, Devin. I mean, Clemson. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, sure. I mean, should we give Clemson number one just because Alabama was tied with Citadel? I mean, I did. Half? Really? No, I'm just kidding. I was going to say. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thank you. I was thinking about doing it. Uh, yeah, Clemson at number two. Number two. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Clemson up. Number one. Everyone in unison? Alabama. 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 Yeah. yeah, Alabama. Oh. They Yeah, they were tied with Citadel. but And then they went off. I mean, could they lose to Auburn? Yeah. No. No, not this <laughs> year. <No. laughs> I mean, once again, a rivalry game, though. Once again, a crazy, rivalry game. Crazier things crazy have happened. Hey, have happened. Last year. That has been a crazy rivalry That's rivalry crazy lately. things has happened. I mean, Chris Davis and Cam Newton aren't walking on in the field for Auburn. I'm listen, listen if Old Dominion so. can beat Virginia Tech, Tech, I don't even care who. Virginia Tech. This can happen. Auburn can beat an Alabama. I mean, Appalachian State did beat Michigan. Who has a better chance of winning on Saturday? Auburn or BYU? Ooh, Auburn. BYU. <laughs> <laughs> All right, game picks. Uh, last week, Alex, or two weeks ago, I guess, Alex, 5-0. and oh. That's right. So you know here what I'm talking the, about, boys. Here are the updated standings. Still in first place, your boy. Whatever. I feel 24 like, I swear that doesn't 10. make sense. I feel like he's just no, well, I'm, Like he just like, <laughs> he's, he's like one ahead every time. <laughs> What's happened is that I had a 5-0 and oh week that gave me a big cushion on you guys. Like you guys had a down week, like two and three, both uh, of you. And I had a 5-0 and oh week that same week. So mm. that gave me a three-point advantage. And ever since then, it's been like four and one. Yeah. So. Or on the come up. Uh, then you two are tied with at 23 and 11. So one game behind. Tied for second. Um, our games this week to start off, Ohio State and Michigan, the big game. Big old gamey. Rivalry. I mean, I'll say it, the best rivalry in college football. That's good. Yeah, no, it's a good one. It's a very – I'm excited. Like, it's one of those rivalries that, you know, when you, you're already excited to watch college football, but when you're just so stoked to just watch through the teams that you really don't have any affiliation with, why not? Yeah. yeah. That's it's, it's uh, a good game. So who are you picking? I'm taking Michigan on this one. I had already written down Michigan for you. So. Thank you. Devin, who are you picking? Michigan. So I'm the only Buckeye here, huh? I yep. mean, it's hard for me. The way <laughs> I they mean, played against I want Maryland. I to pick Michigan. I just can't pick Michigan. I've already changed my Twitter name for the M and Miller is the Red X. Oh, really? So, I mean, I can't pick I can't pick those guys. Crazy, dude. Can't pick those guys who wear the color of blue. Um, again, another one, rivalry game, BYU-Utah. I'm taking Utah. I figure you would. <laughs> now, big, now big Devin, guy. Devin, how do you Devin, pick this? Is this for more for you're trying you to get h- stay hard safe? Or head? Yeah, you're trying to stay safe for the you know B dubs or just 
be what do you want to believe? Screw B dubs. I'm go to my cooks. There you go. BYU. So B- Devin's not upset. getting B dubs. How are we p- doing this? Well, it's that's the thing. So whoever loses pays for us to. Like I know, but I, I'm saying when is like our deadline? Are we ending it at the college football season? Because yeah, after picking. college after college football playoff, I say we end big, it after the after championship, the big game. after the national championship. Yeah, because yeah, so that we're time, just gonna pick all the bowl games. Yeah, because during that time we, we should we do, do a great. bowl games pick 'em show oh or something. My goodness. We should. Should we live stream it? We yeah. might as well. Might as well. Um, okay, Washington State, or I'm going Utah. Yeah, just put that out there. there we go. Uh, Washington State and Washington, Devin. Washington State. Ooh. You're heavy on the Washington. I started typing Washington. Um, Alex. I'm going to go Washington State. Washington's uh, pass defense really isn't. The DBs aren't the best. And if they can't get a good enough pass rush, Minshew's just going to rip those. How can you root against Mike Leach? He's the freaking He's the man. He is the man. The goat of college football quotes. If I had time and if you, anyone was interested, I'd just play the three minutes where he gives one of the reporters wedding advice. Fantastic. If you haven't oh, seen yeah. it, go the look marriage it up on advice. YouTube. That <laughs> was incredible. Phenomenal. Incredible. Phenomenal. Love it. Um, also going Washington State, of course. Here's an interesting one. Oklahoma against West Virginia. I I got I got rolled my Sooners. Sorry, but it's gonna happen. Devin. I'm going with Oklahoma as well. So I'm the only one. I'm setting my here's where things can, here's where you make up ground, both of you. Because I'm going with West Virginia here. Really? Why? I just like the Mountain. They're coming off a loss. Okay. They, you know, they can still. I think if you, they win this game, Big Ten champions. So there's a little extra motivation. That's hard though because their pat West Virginia's passing defense isn't the greatest, and their rush is Oklahoma. And well, yeah, but their rush defense isn't that great. And Kyler Murray might just run all over these dudes. That's the, that's the thing is it's two Heisman candidate quarterbacks, Will Greer and Kyler Murray. Yeah, but Will Greer isn't the best runner. I mean, he's proven that he, he can. Yeah, I mean, he's proven that he can run. But if we're comparing the two. It's going to be a fun game. <laughs> this is the game where it's like 70 to Yeah, this weekend's going to be such a good weekend. Dude. Yeah. Well, these are really the only good games. <laughs> I was looking through Don't for my care. upset pick. There's nothing. Um, I'm going. So, uh, yeah, I'm going West Virginia. Speaking of upset picks, who is yours, Alex? Boston College over Syracuse. Wow. Syracuse coming off a loss. Yeah. I still think they're going to get two in a row. Two L's. How crazy is it? That one side of the ACC is fantastic with yeah. Boston College, Syracuse, Clemson. And the, the other side is complete trash. Just garbage. Just Georgia Tech, Virginia, Virginia Tech, just garbage. Terrible. Miami. Yeah. Which Miami was looking like they're going to be really good. They yeah. the big old big old letdown. They weren't. They were not. They were a big old letdown. Narrator insert. Arrested Development narrator. They weren't. They were not. Uh, Devin, your upset pick. I, I want to say BYU over Utah. Well, you already picked BYU. Can I not? You can't yeah. do an upset pick. That's So I'll go pick. Maryland. Unless you want to take two I'll do, losses. I'll do Maryland over Penn State. Ooh. They they played well I against mean, the I mean, they Buc- did House. look good against the Buckeyes. I mean, granted, they lost that Ohio game State's themselves. defense is was atrocious. Terrible. Well, that Penn State bad. hasn't been playing very good terrible. lately. That's true. Um, My upset pick, I'm going Arizona over Arizona State. Ooh. I okay. like it. Arizona has something to play for. Bowl eligibility is on the line for Arizona. They've Khalil been much Tate better been the last couple of weeks. The second half of the season. Khalil Tate's been on fire. Arizona State, nothing to play with at this point. They're six and five. They're Pac-12 already, South is off the table. They're just chilling. What a, what I mean, incentive other than rivalry? Just, yeah, that and just trying to get a better bowl game, I guess. Better record, better bowl game. I don't think. But it I mean, would when change. it comes down to that one game, game difference, it, yeah, when that one game difference isn't going to make no. So I'm going Arizona over Arizona State. Okay. That's a safe one. Man, so. I can't wait to get B-Dubs from Hunter, dude. It's crazy. 
Well, I mean, two of us will be giving B-dubs. That's true. So um, that's our show. Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget, we've rebranded to Beehive Sports. Go check out our website. Go follow us on Twitter, Beehive underscore sports. Go follow us on Instagram, Beehive Sports. Um, I like the idea of a bull pick'em. So I think bull pick'em's going to be that. good. Bull pick'em will be really good. In the next couple of weeks. Um, go give us a like, give us a review, shout us out. Appreciate all the love that we get from listeners. So have a safe night. Peace. Later. has been Beehive Sports.